Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode 37. We got Paul Pinto, Derek from Alden. I'm Chris Zeff from Make Everything. Everyone looks tired today. I'm trying to think yeah. 37, what the significance 37 is in my life. I mm. actually used to have a house at 37 Chestnut Street. Nice. So, that's it. That's the significance. That's it. Thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. All right. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> uh, it's been, a, it's been, I think it's been a busy week for everybody. I know Paul's, Paul's still working on the yeah. – well, not really working on the truck, but you're kind of like putting the, putting the final decorations on it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be working on the truck. Working off the truck. Oh. Yeah. My truck got freaking, uh, my toolbox has got smashed up today, which is great. <laughs> no. By this freaking it's idiot. not laughing. I'm not laughing at you, Paul. No, I know you're not. I told Derek the story already. Yeah. No. No, yeah. they yeah. didn't. A little yes, bit. Not too bad, but like <sighs> this freaking idiot guy at the barn who's working at the barn. Was I had all those metal grates. <laughs> For, to divide up the horse stalls they're heavy they're like 200 pounds each probably mm-hmm. and i had five of them up on top of the rack and i had five of them down on the deck of the flatbed he took the five off the top fine from the side and then the way <laughs> i put them on the truck um as long ways with fork extensions for a forklift and i put them on the truck i actually took them back off because i remembered i had to film the video then i put them back on Drove him up there with no problems. This guy goes to take him off. Freaking jerks the controls. He's got a bobcat with forks on it. No. I put the fork extensions on there. Jerks the controls. And everything goes flying and crashing off into all my toolboxes and into my nicely painted bed. 
Um, and you know, obviously, and these I'm are the open. toolbox. Those boxes are on top, right? That's why they yeah. got hit. Yeah. So he was taking it off the rack and then like no, no, dropped no. it. He took the ones off the rack. He got those offline. Okay. This was actually on the deck of the trailer, in between the boxes, in in the back open got area, it. and then in between the a little bit in between the boxes. Somehow, he like knocked them all off balance, and they all slid kind of and smashed into the boxes. Oh. And I'm aware this truck's gonna get scratched and things are gonna get dented but not in the first week i mean jesus christ yeah the main it's voyage. like god it's like the second delivery I, I do with this thing and then this idiot we all the guys had to come out and stack them onto the forks and someone goes should we do two trips and i go yeah we probably should not put them all on the forks again he goes no just put them all on and i'm like uh, here we go again this is after he's this hit your after boxes. he already he already oh. dropped them once so they stack all five of them on the forks. I said, tilt your forks up because it's going to fall. Didn't listen to me. They all slid off. All these freshly painted things that I just did all slid off Ugh. into the dirt again, smashed everywhere. And so I just left. I'm like, you guys are dealing with this. I don't care. This guy's <laughs> such an idiot. Oh, no, dude. Yeah. That's terrible. That, that aside, how was it loading the truck and everything? Like, using the truck? Was it, oh, like, it's easy amazing. to load? Was it just great, like, to have the stuff oh, yeah. where you needed it and everything? Yeah. yeah. The, the best thing ever are those ratchet straps welded up on that rack. Those yeah. big four-inch ones. It's the greatest thing ever. Um, and then all the D-rings are great. You know, I have lots of places. I think there's, like, 10 D-rings welded all around that bed. Um, in different yeah. spots, and I could always add more, but it's it's working out really good. Other than you know, when it, it anytime you got to deal everything. with other people, it's always a nightmare. Yeah, if you want something yeah. done right, you yep. got to do it yourself. Why do you think I constantly unload dangerously heavy pieces of equipment with the engine crane by myself? You're because, crazy. <laughs> well, but because that's it. There's only you know, like I don't have to tell somebody else, like, oh, make sure uh. you. You know, yeah. tilt it this way or move it that way. You know, it's just, it's just me. I almost wanted yeah. to say, let me do it. And I've never even driven a skid steer before, but I'm sure if I did it, it wouldn't have fell. Like, yeah, I, I, even know what I, that's did. what I. But that's what I was saying. I think on last week's episode oh, yeah, where I was saying how like the 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 bucket is so. I mean, even just running my little skid steer for the hour that I drove it, like I would be afraid to really delicately load or unload stuff. Yeah with forks it's jerky. until i was really comfortable but i mean i would assume this dude that was running your machine today i would hope that he's you know he pretty is. comfortable with it yeah i guess i, I don't know what what whatever i'm, I'm done with that guy it's but. funny when um my old uh, department at the pizza place we used to drive the trucks with somebody in the bucket and oh that yeah department, you, yeah that department you have to <laughs> And oh. it's like to run cable on the street. Oh. It's going very, very slow. Yeah, you're like crawling. Yeah, though, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was like the big thing with the harness was because it wasn't so much, you know, yeah, you could fall out. But if that truck gets hit or like say yeah. somebody hits oh. a curb. It's like a catapult. Unbel- oh, my God. is unbelievable. I got shot out of the bucket one oh, time. Shit. This kid, when it was on the curb and, and just drove right <laughs> off it, dude. I wanted to kill this kid. I thought I was going to get shot right out of it, like a slingshot. It was shot out of the bucket. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, you figure yeah. if if you're, the truck drops four inches down by the tires, that bucket could move oh, yeah. like five feet. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So now, when you get launched from a bucket, you're you're strapped in, and you know you're just hanging by your ass at that point. Yeah, you have to have. Um, so the way we do it at our place, you either have to have a full harness if you have like a three foot um, lanyard. 
Mm-hmm. Ours, mm-hmm. we use a short y- lanyard, so we only need a belt. So, like, the other mm-hmm. way, it's to, you know, catch you when you fall out. Ours is to make it so you can't fall out. Oh, gotcha. So you'd have to, like, not have it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Whew. Yeah. Just so scary. Never Shot out of the that. bucket. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. actually come out and you were hanging? No, no. Oh. I I went up, like, over the top, like, oh, like. Like caught myself, but yeah, that's scary. Oh, yeah. That's not good. Oh yeah, who, you never especially even like take if a you're chance. taller. Yeah, no, you like know, you were for the guy who's like but... six seven. Oh yeah, and this guy was real tall, so it was like his knees were at like the top of the bucket, you know. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> it's like standing in a five gallon pail. Like don't yeah, worry, I'm safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that's it. Um, what yeah. are you up to, Derek? I, we've seen some new signs coming out of your shop. Yeah, We're getting just, out of the East Coast. We're heading West yeah, Coast. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little East Coast, West Coast action. And, um, yeah, no, it's funny. Just um, a lot of people interested in them. Um, you know, I did some uh, for Patrick. I just He sent me a nice message today. He got them, and he um, was showing them everybody at Easter, and everybody loved them, the, the Irish ones and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, um, yeah. Just a, a lot of people interested. I just um, talked to a guy today for a sign for a, a game, like a board game place in uh, Rochester, New York, for a sign. Hmm. But not that type. Well, something a little bit different. But, yeah, no, just keeping busy with that. I got some uh, big stuff coming up soon. So just trying to kind of wrap up some loose ends, you know, before I'm uh, in hibernation mode. So Yeah. Um, so now with the... Uh... With the new getting out of the getting out of the uh, the Boston sports teams, do you feel confident? Where like if somebody sent you, you know, I guess not everything because not every logo really lends itself to that type. But yeah. you feel like what you've developed a process where you could say like, oh yeah, sure, I could make you that in all epoxy. Yeah, just some of them I had like everybody's asking for like the New England Patriots one, oh. and it's like. It's hard to do because the one, like, I want something round and, like, their round logos have, like, a lot of colors and it just, it just seems like a lot to do it. You know, it's, um, I don't know, it's like the files a lot. I wanted to do, like, their old logo and, um, it had, like, a lot, like, it's got, like, the guy crouched down and it had, like, a lot of white in it, like, specks of it here and there. So, like, as I do them, I can see a lot of parts that are going to be, like, a problem to do. You know, um, that's what, luckily, the um, the L.A. ones, um, one of them, I was doing it, um, the original one, it was just the, you know, like the outline, it wasn't round, and I was like, man, to like polish the edges on this thing, it's going to be a pain in the ass, so oh, luckily yeah. I didn't end up doing that one, so I just ended up doing the round one. I did mm-hmm. that one just for the sake of doing it, and actually somebody's interested in it, so I may end up having to sand it, but... Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I think so. I mean, for the most part, you know, I think almost anything could be done, you know. Um. Yeah, you know what I ju- just popped into my head might be a, a good thing to do with those? What? what if you did, like, a baseball, a basketball, and, like, a football, just the shape, like a, yeah. ba- you know, like for, like, yeah. a kid's room? Yeah. Because it'd be minimal colors and probably, like, you probably could do them – cheaper you know because it's yeah. not so involved but i yeah. feel like if you did like that's a it's a round shape that's yeah. and you can't get sued for it 
Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like no one's gonna sue you over yeah. like the like a, a a white with red baseball. You know, yeah. What would and and you know you know you could probably clean up if you developed a template where people could do like the baseball with a name in it. I think yeah. that might be like that yeah. could be a home run, and you could yeah. make the baseballs and have them ready. Then when someone gives you the name, go back with the router, yeah. router yeah. in the name, fill it with epoxy, and yeah, that's what I have like a million different like ideas. It's funny this morning I thought of something, and I was like, oh my god, this thing's gonna kill it. And then I forgot completely what it was, and I'm like, I usually are pretty good about writing everything down, but this time I'm like, I forgot what it was, and I'm like. Oh, maybe it wasn't such a great idea anyways. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's funny. A lot of people send me suggestions on you should try this or you do this. Yeah. And, you know, so. I hate just, to be that guy, but it just popped yeah. in my head. Yeah, like, no, no, I you know. I like that. I mean, people get offended. Like, they think you, they offend you. But I I like that. You know, I, I um, you know, I, I enjoy it. As long as it's not critical, I don't give a shit, you know, and. And some people have a lot of good ideas. I can't. That's driving me nuts because somebody messaged me something today and they asked me. And um, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. And then that's what made me think of it. And I can't even find the original idea what it was. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm going to have some fun with it. They said I want to add lights to it. I want them to light mm-hmm. up, you know, different things like that, you know. But, um no, it's it's nice. And then, you know, people have been asking me. I, you put, like, a um, message on the back of it and stuff like that. So, you know, it's uh, they're, they're nice. Been, they've been fun to do. Um, yeah, that's, that sounds great. It's cool to watch you refine the process. You know, it's like yeah. – and it's it's such an – it's you've come so far with that CNC. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. obviously Paul and I have been invested in it with you since the beginning. When did you get yeah. it? It was mid-COVID. So, yeah, that's what I was thinking, because it was like, yeah. It's got to be a year. It's got to be. Almost. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to mm, be. It's close. getting close, because it, like, it was like this time of year, because it was like, you know, cool out, and, um, you know, COVID was kind of in full swing, and people were scared, but not really scared, because mm. I remember when I drove to Upstate to get it, um, the town we went to, they were like, yeah, that's not really a thing. You know, <laughs> COVID, it was still at that point, you know. Yeah. And nobody was masked. I think it's still at nothing. that point in some places. Yeah, no, oh, no. This, this was, <laughs> yeah, no, this was legit. Like, it was like, like, even like the town wasn't, nobody was doing anything, you know. And, um, it's, yeah, that was right near um, Watkins Glen, New York, yeah. that Angel and I had oh, been there yeah. a few times. Cause you, when, do you remember when you went? Because it was right before, it was like a month before you had went, I think. Yeah, so it was, it was right. Yeah, it was right before we were going. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah. We were going like a couple weeks later. Yeah, and that was it. Was it was must have been close to the summer. I don't know, Angela. When did we go to Watkins Glen last year? June. So we went in June. So June. Angela is now an official guest of the uh, uh, episode yep. thirty-seven so of the Handmade <laughs> Podcast. Put it in the show notes. So yeah, so it must have been May. So it was May. Yeah, so it must have been May. Because I remember you were. So it was right before you went. Yeah, that's um, so. In in eight, you know, what is it? Ten months. Then yeah. you've come from figuring out how to use that thing, figuring yeah. out what might have been wrong with it because the guy that you bought it from might have assembled it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Fixing yeah. it, going through all these different things. Yeah, yeah. And now, like, go. Yeah. I think what you're doing now is 
I would consider pretty advanced considering yeah. your your yeah. your routing, filling with epoxy, then continuing from where you started, where you stopped, and keeping keeping going. It's it's so funny you would say that because somebody just messaged me today and asked me a CNC question. They just got one, and they're like, "Because you know everything to, there is to know about." It. I'm like, "Dude, I have like no idea. Like, I just started doing this. You know, it's like don't you know you'll you'll get it. You know." Because it does. It seems so confusing, you know, when you mm-hmm. first start it and you don't know, you know. And uh, it's just, you know, but once you get it, it's like, you know, you just kind of pick it up and you can build on it, you know. And that's kind of like the next step I want to do. Like, I really want to get into, like, instead of not copying things, because that's basically what you're doing with, like, sports logos. But, like, just the design process, you know, I've always wanted to, you know, learn that with um you know, Illustrator, and I, I've been messing around with that Corel drawer or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and that's pretty good. But it's um, that's kind of where I want to go with it a little bit is just kind of design some of my own stuff, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, I think there's limitless possibilities, for obviously, for what you can do with it. And, when, you know, you get into the 3D, draw, 3D carving and, mm, yeah. you know, and then yeah. you've got going out of the 2D stuff that you've been doing and moving into, like, products and stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fun. It's awesome. And it's funny. A kid called me today, wanted, um, just like basic. He's a HVAC guy and he wants templates to be able to screw them to walls to like Mm -hmm. cut like certain squares. So for like all those workers and stuff, he's like, yeah, can you do that? I'm like, yeah, that'd be pretty easy. You know, just kind of a square, you know, so it'd be nice to get a job like that, you know, just basic stuff. And I actually just did another one. I, didn't show much of it but a door for a boat for my brother-in-law and i'm having an issue with it because i had the file sent to me from the boat manufacturer but they sent me the wrong size door so luckily i didn't cut it because the piece of plat the piece of acrylic was like almost 200 bucks oh, wow. but um so i've been trying to lay it out i i was going to just take a a bit and you know cut the door out rough and just get a patent bit and use the mm-hmm. door as the template but i was like if i can just get the cnc to cut it i'd rather just do that that way i don't have to slip with the router or anything like that but um i i cut it in a piece of um baltic birch and yesterday i tried it and it's off just a tiny little bit and i can't really tell where it's like one of the angles is mm-hmm. off like it's like an angle meets like a, a curve like a round over so it's like i don't know if it's just somebody like freehanded it or what the hell happened but i think i'm just gonna end up giving up and tracing it just because it doesn't matter at this point but you know but it is fun to you know kind of see the progress of it you know yeah it's 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 awesome it's been it's been fun to watch and it's you know it's like gonna it's gonna go into so much more of the work that you do once I feel like once you kind of not to say move away from it but Mm -hmm. once you take on the next project that isn't on it you Mm -hmm. know like you made those uh, racks for the jeans where you like Mm -hmm. didn't you make the 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 spacers on the CNC you know shit like that is like it's it's gonna be huge so many different things you know you gotta get a product that you could mass produce yeah we gotta think of something yeah me and Jimmy keep talking about it then Jimmy just makes it (laughs) <laughs> I talk about it, then he makes it. But no, those are all his ideas he comes up with. He's always thinking of something crazy to make on the CNC, which is unbelievable. I'm glad yeah. I'm only working in 2D because I don't know if I have the patience to do like. Yeah. 
Because even yeah. with the router, yeah, it's you're cutting out stuff in two dimensions, but you kind of got to program it like it's a 3D thing because you're cutting in different like layers. With me, yeah. it's just like a line. Like yeah. it's so easy. Like I could cut something yep. out in in literally a minute. Like I'll design it, email it to myself to my other computer that runs the CNC. Yeah. Put it through the the the, the program. It's funny because when I first went over the whole thing, um, they, there was like this huge checklist of things that they're like, oh, you got to check all these different things, and I literally don't do any of that, and it's been working. I just do like yeah. the two things I need to do, and like put it into Mach four or whatever. Or Mar- is it Mark or yeah. Mach? Yeah, mock. I've heard. Potato, I don't. Is it mock? Yeah, mock four. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it cuts most of the time. So yeah, yeah unless yeah. I forget like, to put like the ground clamp the on, like yeah. I always do. That's like when you use the laser. It's like you know you don't have to worry about a bit. You don't have to worry about this. Yeah. Just as long as it cuts through the the MDF of the plywood, it's like yeah, it worked. You know. So I love my thing so much. Yeah, yeah it's 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 funny. It's like. I, you know, I got my CNC router and the plasma table, like, within weeks of each other. Like, yeah. I think within two weeks of each other. And, like you said, I can whip on the plasma table and, like, yeah, anything. If I'm so like, easy. oh, I need a... Even if I need a template to drill, you know, to drill something, mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. just make it on the on the plasma table in, like, five minutes. But on the CNC router, it's like, I got to... Do so, and it's not just because it's that router. Any CNC router, there's the none. None of them are fast. Of what the yeah, no. is. yeah, yeah. It's just the nature of the programming. Yeah, because it crashes hard. Yeah, and it's dangerous. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I mean, like the plasma table is dangerous. It looks more dangerous because of the sparks, yeah. but yeah. you just, just like push stop and it stops. The router, it's flinging yeah. shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's really not that things, dangerous. Yeah, those routers, I don't like that stuff. Those things are spinning yeah. so fast. 10,000 yeah. RPM, whatever, 15,000. I know. That's why I sit yeah. there and I'm, like, saying to myself, what happens if, like, a little piece of that bit, like, Do you wear safety out? goggles gonna... when you use it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I always have my glasses yeah. on. But, oh, okay, yeah. But, yeah, no, I always wonder that, like, just, you know, sitting there, though, like, the inserts, like, if the insert yeah. ever came out, mm-hmm. like, would that just, like, shoot right into your abdomen or something? You would just, you would know, after you started bleeding, you'd go, yeah. like, whoa, what, what's going yeah, on? what was that? Mm-hmm. That there was a there's a, a knife maker. He passed away. Um, I would say like maybe a year or two years ago from England. His name was Lee Lerman, and he was like in the, at the kind of beginning of Instagram and like knife making. He became popular, and he had a YouTube channel, and he was always like sharing information. One day, somebody just posted somebody else that was connected to him just posted that he had passed away due to an injury in his shop. Really? And no one ever, I mean, I'm sure there are, are people that know what happened, but no one ever like publicly said it. Hmm. But I always wonder like, you know, was it the buffer, you know, like, was he buffing a Buffers knife and it just bad. took a spin and hit him in the gut? Cause he was yeah. in the hospital for like a couple days before oh, he died. Shit. But he like, think about that. Like he, he wasn't working in like, it's not like a counterweight fell on him, you no. know, like he was working in, he had like a shed that like probably was like the size of the one bay of garage that yeah. you used to work in Paul. Plus he like blew and, up the shed. Like, Who short knows? of, like, but, a propane tank exploding, like, what could he yeah. have done? The buffer. But he wasn't, like, like, a blacksmith. He made little folding knives with, like, oh. a little mill and a lathe, you know? So it's like, oh, what Christ. what did it in his shop, mm. you know? I don't know. I don't like to think about that type of stuff. But, you know, it's it's crazy because, you know, it definitely could have been That's why from, I tell you uh, to be careful, Chris, with all the yeah. shit you do. Yeah. 
I, I swear know. to God, I'm not. I'm not joking around. I hope your your little what what which boots are you wearing nowadays? Uh, Ariat. I hope your Ariat. I know Ariat because they make horseback riding boots. They they make some nice um, boots. Let me tell you. And I if anybody they, is interested, steel toes are strong. If any, I'm wearing carbon fiber toes now. Car- I don't um, trust that. Any, I get the steel. If anybody's interested in a uh, nice pair of Ariat boots. If you go on my Instagram and click on the link in my link tree, you can get 10% off your first order from Ariat Workwear. <laughs> They're fantastic. Most comfortable boots I've ever had. I'm telling you. Really? Paul, Derek, if you guys want some boots, I, you know, I could talk I'm, to somebody. Uh, I'm, a, yeah, I'm a Carolina guy. I'm a Carolina mm-hmm. guy. I, I like, I'm wearing Carolinas now, but I don't care. I mean, as long as they're comfortable. I like the ones. I, where- listen, I like my Carolinas. Don't get me wrong, but... These Ariats, I'm telling you, they, they are the most comfortable, I swear to God, the most comfortable boots I've ever worn from, like, day one when huh. I put them on. Do they make the ones like I wear that, like, you know, the, with the flat, what are they, the mock toe mm-hmm. or something? Mock toe. The mock toe with the, uh, with the like, marshmallow uh, sole. Yeah, I like They those. make those. Because your heel doesn't um, get caught up on things when you're walking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make a lot of uh, they make a tons of different I types of boots. They make them. a lot of stuff for, like, pipeline and, and oil industry oh, yeah? stuff. Um, but yeah, they're, they're nice. Come hmm. out. I'm telling you, Derek, they make a lot of nice slip-ons. I know you don't like Do to they? tie your shoes. Yeah, a lot no. of nice slip-ons. All right. Let I'm me a tell ca- you. I'm oh, a I thought I almost broke guy. my ankle Sorry. today. I like stepped over a beam and like, I didn't see the dunnage that was holding the beam up. And I like stepped halfway on it. My ankle mm. like did a 90 degree bend and I fell and I'm like, and my ankle's got to be broken because my foot just bent so crazy, but I'm fine. Like, it doesn't even hurt now. I don't know what the hell happened. Isn't that funny how sometimes, like, you twist your ankle? Like, yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, this thing's got to be broken. Yeah. You know? Sometimes, like, you sprain it. It's, like, worse than it being broken. Oh, it's yeah. It's so painful, but it's What like, even oh, is a sprain? God. I always hear that. You I, sprain I your ankle. It's when you stretch the ligaments. Oh, the ligaments like damage, yeah. 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 When I was uh, when when Macklin and I first started working together, um, we <laughs> my first day on the job with Macklin, we were building a house in uh, near near my house, and there was a, a job box that we had to move, mm. and we had to carry it from outside to inside. And there was this little they built this like little uh, the trash shed, so we're carrying this, and the job box was like so heavy, it had to weigh three hundred pounds. It was like so difficult for us to even lift it like an inch. And we're carrying it into the house, and I don't realize there's a step behind me. So oh, while I'm walking God. backwards, I trip, and we both drop the jaw box, and it goes right on my, like, shin. <laughs> and we're both looking at each other, and he can't lift. We, neither of us can move it alone. It's like the guy so with his he, arm stuck under the rock. Yeah, What's so he's called? looking... 127, 127 hours. hours. So, so he's looking at my ankle with his like jaw on the floor, and I'm looking at my leg, going like, because I it hurts, you know, like, but I don't know. Is it hurt because I just snapped my shin in half, and like yeah. my leg's gonna be like hanging on by a thread? Oh. And he's now trying to push the jaw box off my leg because he doesn't know what to do, and I'm laying on my back. I can't get it off me, and and I'm like, I don't want to call for help because I literally just started. I've been there for two hours. You know, my oh first my day. And I'm like, holy shit, I just broke my leg on the first day here. So we wound up getting a pry bar underneath it so I could oh my slip gosh. my leg out. And all I got was, like, a really bad, uh, like, dead leg. It got me right in the back of my calf. Oh. But I think if it would have just been a little bit – if, if the, the way it landed on the curb would have just been a little bit different, that would have been it. It would have just 
First day on the job. First day on the job. That's and that same good. job, about a month later, Macklin hit himself square in the face with a brand new claw hammer oh, while we were working up on a scaffold. Story. Yeah, you just told us that story. Yeah, and then the same day, hit himself again and said, I can't tell our boss because I'll get fired. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, it's funny. A friend of mine, we were just talking. Did you see that video of the girl with the axe that hit the stump oh, no. and smacked herself in the face with mm-hmm. it? I won't say what I said, but I was showing my wife and kids, but then my wife goes, don't you remember, I won't say his last name, friend Billy, that happened to him, and this kid, he went to throw an axe, and he double-handed it like this, and he pulls it, and he throws it, and it caught a clothesline. Oh and it ripped God. it right back and it hit him right on the bridge of his oh, nose. It Jesus broke his Christ. nose. Two black eyes. Uh, smashed him right square between the eyes with, a hand, with an axe, the backside of an axe. You know what that makes so me think tell of? Me. Is that what? there was some clip from the internet and it was like a game show. And this woman, like the challenge was, I don't know what the show was, but they, had, they mm-hmm. were doing some challenge and they had to catapult. It's a great make catapult. podcast. I know this is. Yeah, we're talking is, about making a catapult yeah, next. This okay. Is, it was a slingshot, and they were slingshotting the watermelons. Chris, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, so good. This I think lady, she, I feel like she died from that. I swear to God, I thought she died because there's no way anyone could survive this. She pulled this thing back. She keeps pulling it, pulling it, pulling it, like probably like ten feet. The watermelon, and it's in like the slingshot little basket. It, she lets go. It goes all the way out. Doesn't come out. Oh, slingshots God. back 10 feet, 1,000 miles an hour, smashes her right in the face, and then the clip yeah. just cuts. Like, a watermelon's what, 10, 12 pounds? Yeah. This yeah. thing must have been going 100 miles an hour, 12-pound yeah. watermelon, like a cannonball, yeah. hit her in the face. She must have <laughs> like, had brain damage. I don't know how Ew. you could survive that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Do so experiment. bad. That. That's a, anybody oh. make anything? Um, <laughs> let me see. Did I make I anything? Reel on my truck today. <laughs> yeah, um, I saw the hose reel. I what did I make recently? Have I made anything recently? I'm gonna be making something. Oh, I worked on the gate. The gate. Oh, let's hear. We oh the gate. Let me tell you, I have oh, succeeded. God. I va- I won. I won the battle against the, the, the gate. gate. The gate finally gave up. Yeah, the gate gave up. Um, no, I, I, I have defeated the gate. So um, I added those cross braces to the gate. That made a huge impact. I repitched my post one degree positive. So the gate had a camber of one degree over 16 feet, which was like a, probably five inches. So like when you oh, looked wow. down the gate, it was five inches higher at the very end than it needed to be. And then what I did was I took, I took, um, I had two bundles of material. One weighed 75 pounds and one weighed 55 pounds. I ripped all the material in half. So essentially having that weight. So what's that? 75 plus 55 is, um, 130. So I, I halved the 130 to make 65 pounds. So what I did was I set up all the steel. I got everything going I pre-cambered it, then I put one of those bundles on the steel, and I clamped it to the steel, and I saw how much it ti- how much it it tipped. It was exactly where I wanted it to be, and I did the whole gate up. And when I was done, it was like it's literally within like an eighth of where I wanted it. Wow, that's good. It's, and, and it works perfect. Um, I'm, I couldn't be happier. The only thing that I'm gonna do now, though, because 
at that distance, there's such a potential for it to sag is we put like a stop. So now when the gate shuts, it, it hits against something. Oh, okay. And I'm going to put a little tiny ledge right under the gate with a tiny ramp so that if somebody mm-hmm. ever walks up to the gate and leans on it, they can't bend the steel. You know, because at that distance, I think enough weight would actually put a permanent bend in that steel. Yeah, or even where the hinges so, are welded to it. Yeah, exactly. How do you weld those on there? Is that like end piece thicker? So the end piece is still 16 gauge, but what I did was I put, I made um, three eighths inch thick plates. Oh, okay. And I made them the whole width of the tube, so I welded right gotcha. to the corner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's you know, it's still like a got the potential to shear, mm-hmm. but I think with that little ledge, you know, to to limit the travel, I think I'll be all right. So yeah. But it felt good to like, oh my god, when it worked, yeah, I, was I was so excited. I was like, I didn't know what yeah. was gonna happen. I learned I learned a ton about what to do on that, and what was really Not interesting to, take to me getting out the gate job that big. Seriously, well, it's funny because Matt, you know Matt Harris, who I've talked about before, the blacksmith in Maryland, he uh, messaged me while I was talking about it. He said that any gate over ten feet or twelve feet, he said it's like they're like nearly impossible. He said those last four feet, they just exponentially add. Oh yeah, variables that you just you can't account for, and like. I, it was very interesting to weigh everything and figure out, like, you know, the, the steel itself weighed um, weighed 65 pounds. And then each bundle of wood, like I said, was 75 and 55. So that gate only weighed, like, a little more than 200 pounds. Hmm. But over 16, that was that full thickness, and it didn't work. It sagged way too much. So, but over 16 feet, that 200 pounds, you know, whatever it weighed at the end was just, like, killing me. So ripping that material down, you know, it took two hours to rip it down. Obviously, there was a lot of time in, like, reinstalling it. But at the end of the day, it looks exactly the same as it did. And I think it it just works so much better. So, you know, whatever. I I learned a lot. It's thin, like, or or it's not very tall. It's not that tall. Yep. It's like a foot and a half. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. It's like two feet. Yeah. And the reason it's that low is because. It's the driveway, right? because of the driveway so that gate at the where the hill falls away from it where the hill is the highest that gate's only four inches above the cobblestones Oh, okay. so not even it's two inches above the cobblestones the steel and then yeah. at the other end it's like 18 inches above the ground so i wow. couldn't make the if That's i would have made tricky that gate, driveway yeah. it's like oh, yeah there's nothing really more you could do design wise you know like the shape is just so weird Mm-hmm. I mean, the only other way is with with a wheel and a long travel spring. But yeah. with the cobblestones, it never worked. If the yeah. if the driveway was just pavers or if it was paved, I would have absolutely put a wheel on it and it yeah, would have worked the perfect. Snow, though. Yeah, the be, snow. Yeah, the snow. But um, the gate openers I use they're really cool. They're it's like about a thousand bucks a gate, mm-hmm. but they have a Wi-Fi module. So you put a Wi-Fi antenna in the in the gate opener, and then you put another one in your house. And then from your phone, anywhere, ever, you just log into an app and you can open the gate or close the gate from wherever you are. And it'll do like a geofence. So as you approach the house, your phone will just ring to the thing and open the gates for you as you like arrive. It's tracking you. That's scary. Yeah. I mean, it's cool because where he lives, that house is on a hill. So any minute that he, you know, while he's waiting to get in his driveway, he's clogging up traffic. Yeah. So... 
But anyway, it, it felt good to get that one finished. That's the bigger of the two. So now the second gate I still have to do, but it's obviously going to be a lot easier um, because it's two feet shorter. Um, and I just basically have to do the same thing again. So that's what I've been working on. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. It's, uh, I think it's going to work out. Yeah, and I got oh. I got some uh, new use for my new my new bender coming up this week. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, I got to make um some bike racks. Oh yeah, you told you said that. Oh, you're that. gonna make them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I ordered uh, I got some two inch. Actually, you guys can see. See now, if somebody were to join the uh, Patreon for a thousand dollars, they'd be able to watch this live, and they'd be able to see me showing Paul and Derek these beautiful two-inch drive rollers i got for my oh, tubing nice. roller wow those are nice so these are for the that harbor freight roller that i converted with the hydraulic uh setup yeah 165 bucks for three rollers in chromoly nice but you nice. can't beat that like you couldn't buy the too material bad too bad you didn't have a lathe to make those make any make them yeah come on look at these things this thing is a beautiful piece of uh yeah a beautiful piece of craft here yeah that came taiwan fresh off no these are these are these are from swag off-road these are made in um these are made in america really yeah, yeah, swag. You guys yeah. never, you never heard of swag yeah, off road? They make I, the I, table. No, no, I know, yeah, but nice. I didn't know they were made in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy's a good guy. Yeah, they're fantastic. They, they, um, when I made the menorah, they like told me how to do it. They, like, oh, you get yeah. this and get that. Okay, but yeah, I, no, they, um, I'm trying to see now where are they made. I can hear Paul's dog in the background, yeah. and I don't know if you guys can hear my dog. Keep trying to get in the room. That's why I keep trying to get up because the dog's clawing at the door, wants to come in here, and I'd let him in. But as soon as something happens, he'd stop barking, and I don't think anybody wants to hear that. Or is that a Patreon reward for our listeners? The dog's bark, the dog's barking, getting to listen to my dogs. Is that, uh, yeah, is well, that if you become a patron, you get a whole dog track. You get a whole <laughs> like a yeah. That's that's one of the things for sure. I actually yeah, Swag Off Road made made in Oregon, made in Oregon. By the way, huh? Shout out to Swag Off Road. No, that guy's a good guy. I ordered the wrong thing from him, and he doesn't take back returns. And he said he'd take it back, and I scratched it. Oh. And he said he'd still take it back. And I said, you know what, dude? No way, because I you're not going to be able to resell it. And if you mm. have to repowder coat this thing. Like, why should you lose all this money for my stupidity? So what I ended up doing, I bought uh, um, a new a new saw, and then I sold that one to my brother who had the saw that it fit, and it worked out for everybody. That's such a Derek so. scenario. Yeah. yeah but I felt bad. It was like, yeah, but you know what I now. mean? Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to send it back to the guy. What's he going to do with it, you know? It was my stupidity why I ordered it. You, you know? need to start a, your own podcast called Derek's Dilemmas. Oh, God. <laughs> my, life is just, dilemmas. my life is just one big fucking dilemma. It, it's, it's true. It, it really is. It's just one one thing after another. You know? What, um, what, what, you were getting, what, the bandsaw table? Yeah, yeah. And I just was started reading. I said, oh, Milwaukee. Okay, I'll order that one. Because mm-hmm. it named like every one except for the one I had. I was like, you got to be shitting me. Which one did you have? Of course. Yeah. 
it's I it was just a just a Milwaukee porter band like one like every uh-huh. other one you see, but there are a couple of different variances on them, uh-huh. and it wouldn't fit. So I ended up buying a brand new one for like three hundred bucks. Yeah. A new saw, but a new portable. New saw, yeah. <laughs> but I, I tell you, I, I mean, the other one probably was fine, but the new one, it's like that thing. Well, you know, I, I heard Jeff talking about them. It with you, it's like those things will just cut anything. Mm-hmm. I put wood through. I like. I don't care what. If it needs to be put into two pieces, I'll just push it through it. It just <laughs> yeah. like will cut it. You know. I, I think now, I think back now to when I was a trim carpenter, how many times I probably would have used my portable, my battery powered one when yeah. I was working as a carpenter. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because like every yeah. now and then the... you just need like a bandsaw. Like yeah. you just need like just to cut something wonder, and you're trying and to use the jigsaw. Smooth. Yeah. It cuts smooth. You know, you're know? trying to use the jigsaw and you're like holding a piece and the jigsaw yeah. is like bouncing. Like yeah. every now and then. You know, uh-huh. it's like um, you could just use a little bandsaw. It's funny because the last job, well, not not the last carpenter job I was on, the one prior, we got sick of not having a bandsaw, and I had an extra one. Shocking! So we <laughs> just brought one of my bandsaws to the job, and I just left it at the job, like the and it got one? used a full a fourteen inch bandsaw, yeah, and it got oh. used so much, and it's the, obviously like you don't normally see a 14 inch bandsaw on like a job site, but if you have one, you'll use it all the time. Like, and that's why I kept it after I got off that job. I don't actually have that saw set up in my shop right now. It's like in storage, but the reason I haven't gotten rid of it, cause I, I thought like, well, even with the property upstate, like if I just have a bandsaw there, I'll use it, you know, like you'll find a reason to use a 14 inch bandsaw. So it's funny. You said that one of your properties. That's right. Your I could house, have one your everywhere. Shop, your upstate property. My my bedroom at the house, the bathrooms. <laughs> now I have yeah, a hammer for every location. When, yeah, when you go to like a a high end um, like job now, like I I see that like a bandsaw, and I always think that like you like you don't see that like nobody ever brings a bandsaw to a mm-hmm. job site. What were you saying about those hammers? No, last night we were at dinner, and my brother was joking about how at my wedding I should have the hammers as a uh, as the favors, just like a bin of hammers with like little bows on them as a joke. Like everyone, take a hammer, use it in good health. T- take two, you got plenty. Take two. Oh God, the hammers! I'll deal how with many, them eventually. How many did you end up with? Did you count them? Mm, it's got to be five hundred. Oh my God! What? Yeah. I thought you were gonna say two hundred. No, Christ. no. It's it's five hundred. I, I was looking at the photo the other night, um, last night actually, because my brother, I keep them in the garage of my house, um, and my my brother keeps his car in there, and he's like, dude, what's with all the plastic bins? He goes, what's with all the plastic bins? So there's two, four, six, eight, ten plastic bins, a milk crate, and then like a tote from like a CVS. And I'm just looking at the tote. There's got to be 25 in the tote. So, you know, if there's that many in the tote, the other bins, they all have at least 30 or 40 in them. So are there any two, that are, four, like, six, really, eight, really nice? Um, I mean, like, nice from a blacksmithing perspective or nice because no, they're brand like new? like a framing hammer or, like, uh, you know. Yeah, there's, like, five end. or six, like, brand new Vaughn hammers, mm-hmm. like, brand new Vaughn framing hammers. Um, I found a really nice, like, three-pound blue point lump hammer that still had the sticker on it hmm. that's like mint like it, it um you know and that's probably like a 45 or 50 dollar hammer because it's a blue point um but i was looking on on ebay and like 
there are guys that sell these like antique hammer on eBay for $35 for one. I'm like, and the thing looks like it's rotted and like found in a, a, a freaking puddle of mud somewhere. So I'm going to bring these up to the next blacksmithing event at the maker's camp in May. And Set I'm going to sell booth. them for, yeah, I'm going to sell them for 10 bucks each five bucks for the cheap ones for the shitty ones. Buy two, <laughs> get one free. Oh my God. Everybody can get a hammer. There's got to be. There's got to be 500 I can't in here. You work at a freaking like hedge fund, <laughs> and you're selling hammers oh, on the side. Dude, listen. Oh if I can pull, if I can make two G's selling hammers, I'll be. You I'll be happy. I need. Doge, you'll be set. I'm. I'm knocking the house down. I decided. I'm. The house is going as soon as possible upstate. The oh, upstate yeah. house is getting bulldozed. As soon as I can get somebody to do it, I'm going to invest some money into it and just get it get it bulldozed. Yeah, once you get that I, thing out of there. Yeah, you know, there's so know. much possibility for me to do shit up there yeah. once the house is gone. But while the house is there, it's just an albatross. And, like, I called that guy Andrew Camerata, mm-hmm. the uh, YouTube guy, and um, he seemed nice. The only problem was he's like, yeah, you just have to deal with the carting. Like, you'd have to get yeah. the dumpsters because I don't – I'm not familiar with that area. And I was like, you know, as much as I want him to do it, uh, what the, what am I going to do? At that I'm, point, I'm we might call... as well rent a machine and go have some fun. Well, you know, exactly. Yeah, if I have to deal with the dumpsters and try to get the containers in and out, yeah. forget that. I'll have the guy, Kurt, who did the driveway, he'll deal with all of it. He'll yeah. call the dumpster guy. He'll If the dumpster gets stuck, he'll have the dozer to pull it out. You know, like I'd rather have somebody deal with it completely. And pay them. He only gets a thousand bucks a day for a machine with an operator. It's amazing the difference in prices. Like, <laughs> be like yeah, I could I could take this whole house out, have it out here for fifteen hundred bucks. Then you go to like you know Long Island, it'll be like yeah, it's gonna be like fifteen thousand dollars. Well, he told me too. He said, "Listen, it's it's five fifty a container. I think that's what he said. It was five fifty or six fifty. How much is a dumpster per container in, in New York City?" In the city, there it's a fortune. It's a fortune on right? Long Island. It's like I think I pay three hundred for a ten yard, four fifty for a twenty yard, hmm. maybe. No, it's three fifty for a ten yard and five fifty for a twenty and seven fifty for a thirty or something like that or eight fifty. Yeah. But up there, he's telling me six fifty per container, thousand dollars a day for the excavator and the operator, and. All I'm paying for is the number of containers. So he goes, if I do five containers, it's a thousand plus. Gotcha. You know, five times that. He goes, if I do twenty containers, that's it. So there's no like, it's not even like a bid. He's just yeah. telling me, yeah, I'll yeah. try to. He goes, I'll <laughs> stuff every container as much as I can possibly fit in it. And uh, you know, he goes, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to charge you an arm and a leg. I just want to help you get it knocked out of there. So I think he's the guy to do it, man. Yeah. He did my whole driveway for twenty two hundred bucks. For that whole driveway yeah, with all that yeah. gravel. I mean, come on. That was like... He sounds like the guy from the channel, the uh, Fabrication Series. You oh, there you him. go. He, he's always like, yeah, it's just, you know, $50 an hour this. And, you know, mm-hmm. he gives you, like, every price. And it's like, I've never gone in a shop where something was, like, so friggin' cheap. Right. You know, I you're know. fabricating aluminum pots for me. And you're charging me, you know, 12 cents for the, you know, 18 square inches of aluminum and... Yeah, $75 shop. Yeah, Derek, did you watch his new video where he prices – you must have watched yeah, it where yeah, he prices yeah. out that part. Yeah. Did you watch that uh, Did you watch that video, Paul? No, who is that guy? I know I, I, I The Fabrication watched... Series. 
I gotta look. That I, up. I like I watching watch those. I, I like the like I like the sound of his voice and stuff. <laughs> it's very so, soothing. Yeah, it he's is. got a great he voice. He's, he's got, got a great, great voice, and he just does like it. It, it, it just I, I don't know. It's just interesting the way he breaks things down and stuff like that. But it just I mean it makes sense. But I just don't see a lot of people doing that. Oh, I've seen this guy. Yeah, it it, it was um. It, you know, I watched that video and I thought a lot about it considering like kind of the way I operate my business. And when I was done watching it, I was like, he came up with the price for that part, right? It was like $86 and 21 cents for yeah. like this part. It was like 18 inches of weld. You should yeah. watch the video, Paul, because yeah. it's interesting about the way he prices his plasma cutting and his drafting. Cause I know you do a lot of your own drafting. Yeah. And um, so do I, like every job I do, I wind up having to redraw, even if it's drawn, so, but he f- comes up with this price for this part, and I'm just thinking he's like, he's like, if you just come up with an arbitrary price, you're like screwing yourself because you're not figuring out how much it's costing you, and it's not figuring out how much your shop time is. And I'm looking at that part, I'm thinking like, I just probably would have just charged a hundred bucks and seen if the person yeah. said yes. You yeah, know, yeah, he's like, because if you charge too high, then they're never gonna let you. They're never gonna hire you again. If you charge too low, then you're you're wasting your time, like not making enough money. Yeah, no kidding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, uh, yeah, uh, obviously, I don't know. I was like, yeah, I I get it. Um, But at the same time, I don't know. I feel like I don't really have any jobs that come down to be so matter of fact where it's like, all right, I'm counting the inches of weld because it's not just the inches of weld. It's like the stopping and having to regrind your tungsten or, you know, like. You know, oh, I, my welders over there, it's set up different. You know, it's like all those factors. I don't know. They come into play. But, I mean, obviously, he's got a good thing going. So, yeah. obviously, he's not going to – he does it his way, and it, it works for him. But, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't get it. I just find it hard to believe, like, you go in and tell him, like, oh, yeah, can you make me this pot? And it's like a one-off pot. And he's like – Oh yeah, that's twenty seven dollars or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's 80, like eighty six seventy two. Yeah, it's yeah. like come on, dude. It's like you know nobody expects that. Yeah, I mean that to me. Like I think he said it took him. I, it took him less than an hour to make that part, uh-huh. but like. Just because something takes me less than an hour doesn't mean I charge less than an hour well, of my you, shop rate. Yeah, like but, my shop rate is yeah. All my your shop expenses. rate is exactly. For me, like, do you guys have a shop rate, Paul, that you guys tell people, or no? You just sort of, like, no, fly it? every job is priced out, you know, differently. Yeah. Dude, you're going to the dentist. He pulls your tooth. If it takes him 30 seconds, like, is he charged, like, $5? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... Yeah. yeah. I mean, he had to go to dental school. He had to buy all the equipment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had to buy all the tools. He's got the yeah. knowledge. It's like... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. if I, mean, I was just in my room and... on my computer with nothing, like... Yeah, then uh, you could charge a you know a low price, but I got all this stuff I got to pay for. So it was interesting because the reason, and I think about this too, the reason that that job didn't take him more than like I think it said it took him. I think he said it took him seventeen or eighteen minutes to weld it. Yeah. It took him seventeen or eighteen minutes to weld it because he's a good welder. Yeah, you know, like it might have taken me an hour to weld that part and have it look that good, or never yeah. would have looked that good. Yeah. So like, I was when I when I bought my tubing bender, what I thought was interesting, and I actually thought about like how I, I kind of need to be more upfront with my customers about the rate. Cause I never really like, I just give them a price. Nobody ever asked me yeah. what my hourly rate is, but this guy, when I bought that tubing bender, he was a more like matter of fact welder. Like he, rep- and he was telling me like, he does a lot of um, dumpster rebuilds. Mm-hmm. Like he'll get, he had a dumpster in his yard that looked like they used it to like 
test IEDs on. This thing was destroyed. Yeah. It had no bottom. Yeah. It was a piece of shit. And, and I'm like, dude, you're going to fix that thing? I go, what's that got to cost? I said, that's got to be a th- I said, I said two or three grand to fix that. He goes, yeah, it'll be about three grand. I go, but how much is a brand new dumpster? He goes, right now a brand new 20R container is about six grand. And I'm like, all right, so they're getting it for like 50%. He yeah. goes, yeah, but once I'm done building it, it'll be resupported. It'll be stronger than a new dumpster because it'll have double walled and yada, yada. But he had a sign, a matter of fact sign in his shop. It was $110 an hour for shop time and $150 an hour for offsite time. Mm-hmm. And like a mechanic does, you know, like the shop rate is this much. And I was like, all right, you know, made me feel like my rates were correct because I charge about $150 an hour for whatever we do. That's Uh a little easier to do with like welding repair type of stuff or like service Mm -hmm. truck stuff or like, you know, that, 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 that makes more sense to do like an hourly rate for that. Like Uh for the stuff I do, because, you know, I don't know. I mean. Like, for someone who's going to go weld an excavator bucket, like, or hard face a bucket or, like, do some little weld, like, it might take a really long time. And there's not a whole lot of material cost involved. It's more just the only exp- expense is, like, their time. So it's kind of mm-hmm. easy to charge, like, an hourly rate. But for me, a lot of it's, like, material, you know? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like I mean, might... and, like, plate costs. Yeah. And, like, you have to mark up your material cost yeah. and, like, do all that. Like, you know, you're not going to sell plate for the same price that you're buying it for. Yeah, like, let's say an excavator bucket cracked. Like, I see weld. And he has to go for, or not an excavator, mm-hmm. but, or, like, the arm of an excavator. And he's got to, like, um, gouge out the crack and grind it all and weld it. He might use, like, 10, you know, or 20 rods in, like, a grinding oh. disc or two. His cost is, like, you know, 20 bucks in material, but... It took him 10 hours. In 10 hours, I could go through $10,000 worth of steel, you know, yeah. depending on what I'm doing, you know, with this, so yeah. it's, it's different. Absolutely, yeah. It's, I, I don't know. It. I Like I said, I get the – I think the cut rate on the CNC is something that you can pin That's down. That's what I got to figure I, out. Mm. I haven't figured that out yet. Yeah, I was talking to um, the guy, Adam, from uh, Maker Table, mm-hmm. and he told me – there's a way that he does it, and I think even the Torchmate. I'm pretty sure the Torchmate software. I can tell it how much um, my electrical rate is, and it'll actually help me estimate the cost of the cut. Um, but even that, it's like then the air compressor is running. So now every time the air compressor spools up, I don't know, how, you know, what does that cost, right? Every time yeah. the air compressor cycles, that costs yeah. a certain amount of money. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. There's like all these different things that go into play. Where when people ask me to like cut something for them on the CNC, I'm just like, I uh, fifty bucks, uh, twenty bucks. Yeah. Like, oh, you're gonna bring the material? Yeah, hundred bucks. So I don't, I don't know. I just sort of like guess. I'm always like, I'm not gonna make anything for less than a hundred and fifty bucks on my CNC because I just feel yeah. like the bits are like just expensive, and you know, mm-hmm. it just, it just, it, it, everything's expensive with it. Yeah, and it's just not. It's not worth the aggravation. I mean, I, I have made stuff for less on it, but it just seems like it's not worth my aggravation. You know, like, yeah. not to be like that, but it just, I don't know. It's just like, I'd rather just go to my regular job, make money, and not have to fire yeah. up the CNC at that point. You, you know? break one bit and you and you lose money on yeah. the fucking job. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so. well, there's so much involved with programming yeah. on that yeah. machine, too. Like, like Paul was saying about the 
about the plasma table. Like so for easy. him or me to program something on the plasma table, you can do it while the person waits. Yeah. You yeah. know, like yeah. especially if they bring you a DXF, it's like, where am I cutting? Outside the line or inside the line or on the line? You yeah. just pick yeah. and you, you just go. Yeah. You know? Um, it's 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 just such a difference. Um and I think Derek going from going the direction that you're going right from going with from a, a, a basically a three axis CNC if you ever did get a plasma yeah well you have the laser so you yeah, know how yeah, easy it yeah, is to program yeah, the laser yeah, yeah like when Paul gets if Paul ever got a big CNC router you'd be you would just hate it you'd yeah. be like oh this sucks yeah, so I got to program a, 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 a like a ramp in speed and a feed yeah, rate and you know you got to watch the feed rate and no yeah. you know i got all my little yeah. presets already programmed in there mm-hmm. i just click on the thickness of the material and then <laughs> yep. i go that's, that's how you got to do it yeah the uh do you have like a little um, crane to pick out like the material over there paul like yeah the, do you have the gantry crane to like put it yeah. in yeah with that chain yeah. hoist i got yeah chris nice. you got to do some type of little jib crane or something over that table how are you lifting stuff on there uh, right here baby. i know well, yeah what happens when you got a piece of three-quarter inch that's why paint. he's doing sheet metal yeah yeah that's why <laughs> that's why when i was cutting my last well i have that i have that presto lift that you can roll when it's lifted yeah. you know like the little mini one that'll lift a thousand pounds so what i do is i usually will put a piece of plate on that and then jack it up. But Matt actually recently, I don't know, there was something that came up where he had access to a jib crane. You know, it's like, it's kind of stupid because I literally have all the material for the jib crane that I want to build in my yard, just sitting there. I just literally need to put the pin. I want to weld a pin to the beam on the ceiling and then put a pin in the floor, put an I-beam and then put an I-beam. And I could, in like probably one day, I could build a jib crane for that setup. Yeah, it would be really beneficial to have it um, because I just feel like I'm, I even just bid a job uh, where I needed four four by four pieces of eighth inch, even just to lift one of those up onto there. Sure, that shit's yeah, so you gotta get a magnet heavy. though. Yeah, I know. I do have to get one of those That's nice the best magnets. Thing ever. I need to get mm-hmm. another one. I want I just uh, moved um, eighth inch, and downstairs I had it laying uh, with my plywood. And it's mm-hmm. amazing how heavy that is. It's yeah. like there's nothing to it. It's like, oh my god, it weighs so much. Yeah. yeah when I um when I got my new welding table, I gave Paul the the acorn table, and the yeah. acorn table had a sheet a quarter inch on it, five foot by five foot, and I dragged it off the table and like tilted it, and then I had it standing up. Then I I think Macklin came and helped me, and we. We rolled it into the metal shop and then slid it next to the plasma table so it was leaning on its side. And then I needed it for a job. So then by myself, I had to drag it out on its edge from behind the plasma table and then lay it down on the ground and then cut it with the circular saw before oh, I could put it on the table. Because oh. it was five foot by five foot and it was solid quarter inch. I couldn't lift it, oh, you know. It took three of us to put it on the table when I got it. Yeah, you know, it's not ideal. I did, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I did, like, think about trying to get a different way to move move plates around, but I really think the gantry crane is just the way to go. Uh, just answer this one question for me so I don't have to keep <laughs> asking. 
Are you ever going to get a forklift, or should I just stop asking you about it? I, I'm going to get a – I don't think I'm going to get a forklift in this shop. I, I have to get a bigger shop. you got to get out of there. And when I get a bigger shop, I'm going to get Where are you going to go? you got to get out of there. I, I can't watch know. you do this anymore. I don't, I don't know where I'm going to go. Angela um, Angela was talking to somebody recently who said that uh, they saw in our future our, us moving somewhere that I would be able to have a building on the property. Yeah. So we'll see. Is there a forklift there? Did they get there that gun- There's going to be. Something. Listen, technically, I bought a forklift and it's upstate. All right, it just so what happens to be upstate? the kind of forklift that bangs up. Paul, oh, it's a, oh, I bought my skid steers. Oh, got skid forks, steer. baby. Come on, yeah. I own a forklift. It's just a shitty one. <laughs> Lately, though, I've been looking into building a grapple bucket, and that's what I want to do next. I think that'll be fun. <laughs> oh God, Jesus Christ! Did I show you the the CNC the plasma CNC grapple bucket, Paul? No. That the guy made. What do you got to do? Hydraulics the, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's like two hydraulic packs, mm-hmm. and these guys they 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 get like road plate, and they cut all the teeth out on the plasma table, and then just weld a bar between them, and you make like a bottomless grapple bucket huh. on the CNC. I just feel like that would be so. Fun. I have no idea how to use hydraulics, but I, I, I'll learn. I don't know. Derek's got the Bible out. Chris, Chris, yeah. what year were you born in? Nineteen eighty-eight. Oh my God! This Bible was given to me in nineteen seventy-nine. Oh my god. Read us a verse. No. Paul's parents were still no. in middle no, school. No, it's so funny. I always think this is so funny. In the beginning it shows you like like when you get married, like it has all like the milestones in Christianity, like you know, Did you get married. that when you got married? No, Did you get married no, in nineteen seventy nine? Yeah. No, when I was a little kid, right? <laughs> and I have my name and it says I was married to and I must have put a girl's name in there and then <laughs> crossed it out. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I wish uh, I knew who that said. I wish I knew who I married. Nice. So funny. That's funny. Children's names. No, I. this is the one I told you before. I can't throw this thing out. I'll burn in hell. If you throw away that Bible? Yes, I can't. It sits in the, Dude, I've been carrying this Bible with me since 1979. Wow. You bring it places? It no, I just bring it from my house my, to my house. I just can't bring it somewhere. Is it hollowed out in the middle, and does it have a rock hammer in it? No. Nope. Nope. Like in Shawshank Redemption? No, nope. that's, that's a different book. That's a different Bible. That one's got a handgun in it. Yeah. Hey, you guys talk for one second. Well, Paul, what's next for you? What's coming up next? I know you got um, something good. How's the black galvanizing? I really want to hear great. what the story I'm is with this. It. It's going to be – I'm sending this stuff up, you know, within a week. So Nice. We'll see. This stuff's taking forever. There's hundreds and hundreds of pieces for these stupid canopies. It's like there's so yeah. many, but we're almost done. Like I've ordered like like thousands of weld nuts – Probably over a thousand. Oh yeah, how's that working? It's working after good. we talked about that. It's good. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, that was that. That was definitely the solution. Um, awesome. The only That's great. problem now I'm thinking of, and I think I have a solution for this, is when I'm bringing them to the galvanizer. What to do with the threads? Do you leave them open and chase them out? Do you try and put a bolt in them? But then mm. the problem was if you put a. I, I thought about this, which could have destroyed everything. Is if I put a bolt in. You know, the threads are only a half inch deep, so let's say I got a, mm. a inch long bolt and I, I'm going to need like a, hundreds of them. Um, if, if I put the bolt in the threads and they're sticking out into the tube and the exposed threads of the bolt get thicker, but 
the threads inside the weld nut don't when i go to back the bolt out it's gonna like bust that weld nut it's gonna jam mm. so i would have now is the inside of the tube gonna get galvanized because you're getting yeah, dipped you have to get them all open oh, anytime you galvanize shit. something you have to drill a hole like there has to be an opening in the tube like it's it, i think it's a three-eighths opening is the smallest it can be interesting yeah so and because i i'm assuming you know maybe because it's hot or something like I don't know if it could like burst, but it's and it's for so the tube doesn't rot from the inside out. Oh, um. So yeah. So everything's open, and so my solution is to get and, and because there's hundreds of bolts, I don't want to have to buy. I don't even know if they make a, a half thirteen by half inch long bolt. You know, because that's all I need is a half inch of threads to plug those Got holes it. up. So my plan is to either cut washers on the CNC and buy. Mm-hmm inch long bolts because that's the size i'll use um mm-hmm. and then cut washers on the cnc to um only allow the bolts to be threaded in like a half an inch so i don't have any you know problems with the well you can get half out. inch long you can get half inch long half inch bolts. i could but then i'm just buying a bunch of those and throwing them away it's like a ton of money to waste because i have to buy more bolts anyway so yeah what I'm gonna well do what's is, what's more of a waste of money throwing them away or chasing all those threads <laughs> well i'm not going to chase the threads what i'm doing is i'm buying the one inch bolts and making a big thick washer um on the plasma table and got it, so break allowing that bolt to um you know what, what the hell am i even saying i'm so tired right now i can't even talk um it's keeping that bolt you know from going all the way in um mm-hmm. the threads and it's galvanizing the head of the bolt black which we needed to do anyways so I'm kind of doing oh, two things. So that's at once. what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, so I don't know. I'm exhausted right now. What the hell is that? That'll Bedtime be cool stories? though. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be cool. There you go. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. That that'll be cool. I'm very interested in seeing that. I actually there's a guy, local guy, who's definitely mad at me right now because I was supposed to go and look at a job for him, but he wanted like. He needed like some angle iron galvanized, mm-hmm. um, and Matt was telling me I would probably just have to buy the angle already yeah, galvanized and can. then just spray galv it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, you know the guy uh, he like called me. He like calls me like I don't know. People don't listen. I, he like calls me. He's like, hey, I uh, got your number from a guy who works for me. Saw you on Instagram. I need this. He's like so like like he has like no. I don't know. The way he talks, he's like just this he sounds like a grouchy Italian yeah. tow truck driver. He's like, "Yeah, so I need this done." Um the last guy, he just like disappeared on me. So, you know, can you do this? And I was like, "Yeah, you know, I can take a look." So, I was like, "You know, but I work full time, so I'm going to have to come like later." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he like randomly calls me at like 9 or 10 a.m. like for like 3 days in a row when I told him I was like, "I'm going away for like a week, so I'll have to see you when I get back." He called me twice while I was away. Then he's called me. He's like, you, you're interested in this job or not? I'm like, dude, like at this point, I want to just tell you, fuck you. Like, I'm not interested because you seem like an asshole. Like, I don't want to <laughs> go and deal with you. Like, you need me. Like, I don't yeah. need to cut these four pieces of angle for you. You know, like, I- I'm sorry. I just I haven't had time to get there to look at it. Um, and then he stopped calling there. me. So. Send my boy up there. Dude, honestly, I should just tell him to go and do it. Because he, he like that's more that's right up, up his, his that's more his like wheelhouse. You know, he probably <laughs> knows the guy. Dude, so the greatest thing ever was when I was leaving your house that one day and I saw him coming down the road. It was the funniest yeah. thing. 
just by coincidence by sheer coincidence oh god yeah so derek what's oh you got derek's got something exciting coming up that he can't talk about but derek's getting a beard transplant where's he putting it on your head i don't know we can't hear derek we can't hear derek doesn't even realize that we can't hear him what the hell's going on this is a mess (laughs) this episode isn't going well Uh. no can't hear derek yeah all right derek you gotta leave the session and come back jesus christ all right we fixed derek's mic but yeah derek what do you got coming up next um i'm well like you said i'm gonna be busy with something so i'm just taking on small little projects i'm making i actually might be um hanging out with uh paul this coming weekend oh, yeah. because i gotta make a table and um i figured i might go down there and i get we gotta go to mongas market anyways we might be doing that Chris, Actually, you i'll invite you while you on the podcast oh yeah well, it's fine yeah. i'll just you know this <laughs> wait, wait when's the it's pod- fine guys wait, hold it's, on when's the it's pod- fine guys i don't want to see you hold anyway on. when's the podcast come out because we gotta figure this out <laughs> we want this announced no. <laughs> so uh we're gonna go to mongers so i think i'm gonna go to paul's um weld up a table oh base. you need something from mongers yeah like, specifically yeah no just go this there, guy just goes to mongers it. market he never buys anything I don't have a big the first time I went with Derek, he spent 45 minutes debating on whether he should buy like a $20 clamp. It was like, he was so stressed out over this clamp. That's, dude, that's my life. And you know what's so funny? (laughs) I was just thinking of those clamps the other day because I was in a shop. A guy has a bunch of them. And I go, what do you think of those clamps? He goes, I love them, but I never oh, use them. They're too heavy. <laughs> They're the old bar ones. Like it's like steel, like half inch mm-hmm. bar stock. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, the kind where if you accidentally drop it on your project, you destroy yes, it. Like yes, fuck, I just dented yes, the tabletop yes. I built. But uh, but I do wish I I bought them because they would be perfect for a job like this. But they were a little bit too long. But um, but yeah, no, that's really the only thing I got coming up. I have a ton of signs I got to do, and I got a huge list of. You know things people want done, including my wife. But um, it'll get done. So just staying a little bit busy. But. Nice. That's exciting. Well, maybe I'll see you guys this weekend. Yeah. Probably not because I wasn't invited. No, you're invited, well, Angela. You want to go Listen, to Monster's Market? We don't know if you're Sunday? available. You know. I called you this days. morning to ask you, but you're a busy guy. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to say. No, like, it's uh, been my day job has been so busy. It's like blinding. Um, which has been tough because there's like, now it's funny cause I, I, this bike rack job, this guy, Rob, you know, like we were talking about it earlier the last, last week, how like he asked me to do this and it was like winter and I didn't even, I was like, Oh, I'll get to it. You know, now he's like, dude, the weather's getting nice. Like people are riding bikes. Can you get those bike racks done? I'm like, shit. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like, by the time these are done, by, by the time these are done, it will be May. If I had to guess, by the time I like get material, finish them, they get powder coated, oh. it'll be May. And, you know, yeah. um, I'm looking forward to making them because I think it'll be a fun project. You know, like I think the shapes will be cool and I think yeah. it'll make for a cool YouTube video. But, um, you know, and I'm excited to use my tubing notcher for the first time. The uh, the, the one from uh, Stronghand. Paul, I don't know if you have one oh, of those. No, I got to get one. No. But um, yeah, the I've only ever notched tubing on the bridge port, which works out pretty well. Yeah, but obviously, you have to be able yeah. to then get your tube on the bridge port, which 
doesn't always work. This tubing notcher, you like can set the angle and you just, you know, um, it clamps right to the strong hand table. So I think that'll be cool. But yeah, I'm excited to, uh, to get those started. And then I've been recently, it's, it's so funny. So I, I don't know if, if this guy wants me to publicly say his affiliation, but so I, I bid this four post bed for, um, this guy that I know, and he wanted three inch, um, posts out of white oak because I want to finish them with Rubio mono coat. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do for the headboard and the footboard, I'm going to do uh, veneer plywood, and then for the posts, I just wanted to get white oak, and we'll I'll finish everything with mono coat. It'll look great, and it's going to have steel and all this shit. So I I've been reaching out to all these companies that make dowels, mm-hmm. and none of them make dowels over two inch for some reason. It's like very difficult to get a three inch solid uh not even solid even a glued up dowel so i reached out to a company through their website and just literally like an hour ago i get a text from someone that we've all we all know and have met he goes hey i'm working on getting you a quote for those dowels through this company just waiting to get an update on the price uh like white oak has been going and i'm like wait you work like randomly i'm like you work for this company he's like oh well you know we're we're doing something together so huh. um it's just so funny how like you know i ran just randomly found this company to uh to uh, price this work and it happens to be through somebody that we know nice interesting so i'll tell you who it is in the after show nice and i want to say thank you to all our patrons because you know without you guys None of this would be possible. Dude, you guys are uh, helping support the show, and we really uh, appreciate it. What the fuck? It's amazing. Somebody I'm... just told me I'm in Clubhouse right now. Oh, my God. How could I be in Clubhouse if I'm bullshitting about the... Oh, shit, I'm in a room on Clubhouse. <laughs> are you talking <laughs> Did you even do that? I guess. I listened to your full blast interview. That was very good. Thank you. What'd yeah. you uh, What'd you think? It was good, but I'm. You know what? I'm gonna keep. We're gonna keep doing investment talk. I don't care what Jeff says. <laughs> we're We're gonna keep. We're gonna keep talking about NFTs. I told you mm-hmm. my rates for my counseling. Um, <laughs> Jimmy up, was, was Jimmy was gonna take you up on that. He said it was a pretty good deal. I'm up. I'm up in Bitcoin. I'm up in Doge. Let me check my Doge real quick. Yeah, you know, Lucas Dude, just told me that I've been I've been in a clubhouse room for the last half an oh hour. Oh my god, and they can hear you talk. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have my thing. Oh, in. Jesus I didn't have Christ. my other headphone in, so I didn't even realize. So were they listening? I guess. They didn't say nothing bad. That's funny. Yeah, I love how he let That's you go so a half an hour without saying anything. He's like, by the way, you've been Yo, talking do- for a half hour. Doge is doing good right now. Doge I'm up fourteen percent on my Jeff, Doge. Doge is hot right now. Bitcoin's way up. I mean, what, what Jeff doesn't understand is I'm a, actually a financial advisor. I think <laughs> legally I have to stop you and say <laughs> we are not legal or licensed financial crypto, advisors. We are, we are not providing <laughs> legitimate financial Ethereum's advice. Who do I write the check out to, over Paul? 2000. Um, you is could, it P-I-N-T-O? I have, a, I have an LLC in the uh, Cayman Islands that I, that I use. That's right. Yeah, that's offshore right. Offshore bank account or something. But have you been watching the Doge Rally recently, Paul? No, I just... It's at I almost bought, six cents right like now. 500 bucks of it on which McCall Robin Hood just for fun. Like, just to see what would at happen. What, at what cost? I don't even know. <laughs> that's how good of a investment. <laughs> that's how good of a Listen, Elon has, been tw- Elon, Elon has been tweeting about it a lot. 
And yeah. if, if Doge ever made a real economic, like a real push, I have 20,000 coins right now. I would love to see Doge hit 10 bucks. And I could just make a cool two hundred grand. See, that would just I don't really know if that be great for can me. Happen because I think the deal. Well, I do know this, guys. Um, Bitcoin <laughs> is there's only a certain number of bitcoins out yes. in the world. Doge, they just keep printing them, right? So mm-hmm. sounds like our economy. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. It sounds oh. like China. Oh. Eventually, China. the uh, bottom falls out. China. Yeah. yeah, Bitcoin's been doing pretty good Bitcoin, too. I've been Bitcoin's watching that fluctuate. Good. Um, what else do we got? I'll tell you one thing. I I, I I got in at the right time when it when I started investing stuff because I invested right when everything like crashed hard, and so I got everything <laughs> for like nothing. And my my shit literally went up like sixty five percent over the course of last year. There you go. So yeah, listen, Jeff. No one sees returns like that ever. All right. No one sees sixty five percent returns in a year. All right. Yeah, what Jeff, Jeff doesn't realize that the company that I work for on a day-to-day basis is desperately trying to hire Paul. Desperately. Yeah, they yeah, just, they no. just can't wait. They just desperately want to get him I've out of the shop the phone with and into Sachs, a desk. I've been Citadel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Who else? He's got Warren Buffett yeah. just just Berkshire trying to buy him McDonald's every there. day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No one realizes this, but Paul's actually a 47-year-old yeah, investment advisor. You know, you know Wall Street bets? <laughs> You heard of Wall that's Street Bets? Started it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Started this it. This is it. Mm-hmm. This 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 episode could the be called short, you know, the Wall big Street short? Bets. Yeah, that was about <laughs> you're me. the big short. Yeah. <laughs> Call me the big short. Oh God, what have you guys been watching this week? You know who I've been watching? Gary V. No, not Gary oh, V. God. It this guy. It's he's from Ireland. Hold on. I might have mentioned him before. This isn't my pick, but did you see Stuff Made Here guy? What's he yeah, doing? The, the chainsaw. Dude, come on. He's too smart. I didn't watch the whole video, um, but I saw that he's messing with the new the Tormach yeah. robot, which I thought was cool. Oh he needs to stop. He's too smart. Yeah, when is... Dude, you see how many patrons that guy has? He's got 1,300 patrons, and his lowest tier is $5. Wow. Talk about, like... Like when he started like a year ago, I, I wonder if he ever thought like oh, he's got to be making ten grand a month on Patreon. Yeah, at least by the time he's done with you know with the five grand that he's making easily, and then the people that give him ten bucks a month and fifteen bucks a month. I got ten patrons. Know? I just hit my tenth I, one I, today. Yeah. I think go. my so boy excited. Timmy D makes like sixty grand off Patreon a month. It's crazy. We got to actually Who? put Who? other shit on Patreon. Maybe we'll get some Who? more. Tim Dillon. Oh, Tim Dillon. He's Tim talking Dillon. about. I don't know him. But I got no, my tip one today. Billy. I'm going to send them a thank you message. But this guy is James Parker Sculpture. Oh, yeah. Do you know him? Do you see him? Um, He's always recommended yeah, to me. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I recommend yep. Did I suggest him before? Well, he does. No, he's on Instagram. He does the stone. Yeah. He does the stone apples. Dude, I was yeah, that's like his big today. thing. Yeah. just I, I just enjoy watching his shit. Mm hmm. So, yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, he always pops up in my feed, so that's what I'm going to say because I was watching it today. Yeah, he's good. James Parker Sculpture. Shout out to James Parker Sculpture. So what, cool um, how he does it, isn't it? Like, it's just so neat looking. So yeah. Clean, like, the lines on it. Nice. It's fantastic. What uh, what do you got, Paul? Um, It's funny. I was actually watching a Don't couple videos. Sculpture. No. Um, from he doesn't watch any making videos. Watching, he watches. I don't. Yeah, I don't watch any making videos, guys. I've seen it all. All right. He's seen it all. I've seen it all. 
back in his days on Wall Street, he saw it yeah, all. I, oh. Yeah, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen everything. I've seen the colored pencils. I've seen whatever. <laughs> How about seen a river everything. table? I've seen, seen river tables. Table? I've seen waves. Yeah. I've yeah. seen everything. Have you seen uh, epoxy yet? Yeah, <laughs> but I've been watching. This guy, Chris, you probably have seen this guy on YouTube, Michael Francis. He's like a big mob guy. He used to be like a uh, in the mafia. Probably. He was like one of the wealthiest ever, I think. Um, it's not the guy that got caught cooking on YouTube, was it? No, no, no. Yo, that guy. <laughs> um, I love no. that. But he, he, I think the YouTube channel, there's one was like Vlad TV, and then the other one was like Value, mm-hmm. Value entertainment or something they like do these interviews and they've done like both these guys have done interviews with like a bunch of mob guys but it was just interesting like i kind of got into a rabbit hole about like like how all that stuff worked and it was it's it's kind of crazy like this guy came up with some type of a scam where he was like scamming the government out of taxes on gas um in like new york and long island and like where like at his gas stations or something yeah he was doing something where he would get a little piece of every transaction, and he said he was making like at, at his peak like eight million dollars a week because he had wow. so many gas stations, and he was supplying. I think he was supplying people with gas, and he might have had his own gas stations too. And it was he had some kind of elaborate scam, and they couldn't figure out what he was doing, and he was like just making millions and millions of dollars because like a couple cents off of every transaction. If you if there's a hundred thousand mm-hmm. transactions that's a lot of money you know like um yeah it was just interesting though the way it all works and like everyone and it, it, it was crazy because he was in some article um when he was like in his 30s it was like the top 50 mob bosses and he said today every single person is dead except for me he's like i'm the only one that's mm-hmm. still alive and it's not from old age most of those guys just got killed yeah they like, get killed yeah yeah or, or what was his name again? Michael Francis. Michael Francis. I, I feel like you'd recognize him because he's been on. I've always seen him before on YouTube, like just his face on on thumbnails. Oh, I'm sure. Michael. How do you spell the last name? Uh, I don't know, dude. I can't spell. You know, I'm dyslexic. Is it with a Z? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I seen this guy. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I don't understand how these oh, guys yeah, are yeah, like yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Like Sammy the Bull is like out everybody of... dies around them, and they just like people just no, no, like no, no, kind of no. don't about care not anymore. In prison, like they went to prison for like only rats, ten years. Yeah, I was gonna say they the give thing. something up. Yeah, they're informants. They give something up, but it's like isn't yeah, that crazy that the government's not. like, okay, you've killed Whitey Bulger was an informant, but like you know, isn't it crazy though? They must have some real valuable information because the government's like, listen, I would know you've killed thirty people, but I'm only gonna <laughs> give you five years if you tell me yeah. like. All this information—it's uh-huh. crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Give it up. Look at our look at our friend. Look at my friend Tim Allen. My friend Tim what Allen was a, a widely—he was a—he was a, a coke dealer, and he oh, he went to jail and squealed on like all the people above him. That's how he got out of jail. This was like pre. This was like before his acting oh, career. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That was like what he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a legendary snitch. Well, you're not getting back on that show. It's yeah, well known. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's well known. It's well yeah. known that that's that's, that's what he did. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. He was like six uh, nine. You know, Takashi six nine. That's what he did. Yeah, of course. Derek, are Takashi you familiar six, with Takashi six nine? No. 
It'll if you look up Takashi Six Nine, it'll make oh, you lose all thing. faith in humanity. Like if it's this worst. is, it's like the worst thing. Look up Takashi Six Nine, please. It sounds a little perverted. How do you spell <laughs> Takashi? I don't, dude. I don't know. No, that's the best <laughs> I could do. I got T- like T-A. Takashi Six Nine. T E K A S H I Six Nine. This is what? like this kid from kid from Brooklyn. This is what kids like nowadays. Yeah. I'll I'll never forget. I went to a wedding, like a friend of a friend's. No, it wasn't a wedding. It was like a like a friend of a friend's like graduation party, like maybe three or four years ago. And the kids were all like in high school, I guess. Yeah, it was a graduation party or a sweet sixteen, mm-hmm. and they were that the all these white kids from Long Island yeah. were like loving listening to Takashi Six Nine. I was like, this Ugh, is so strange. It's, it's horrendous music. It's cringy. He knows his, so cringy. He's kinda like a troll. Like he kinda yeah. like does it on purpose, but he was going mm-hmm. to jail for a long time and he snitched on everybody. And he got a bunch of people like locked away. A bunch of like gang members oh, yeah. and stuff. He, he um he got out of jail by snitching yeah. on everybody. And now he like, you know, just runs around with tons of security and makes money. You know I don't know. He'll be fine. Takashi six nine, you know that could be. Uh, maybe we could have him on the next episode. At least the after yeah. show. <laughs> I'll tell you guys in the after show who I got a message from on Instagram. Um, I messaged some a celebrity recently, like randomly, yeah. because I wanted to make something for them, and they messaged me back oh, no like way. a month later. And I'm gonna try to chase it down. I just have to like actually do it. Oh, but, um, let's wrap this up so I can Yeah, tell yeah you now I gotta is. know. Forget this podcast. Anyway, um, thank you guys for listening to episode 37 of the Handmade Font Podcast. Um, go ahead and uh, check out Derek from Alden's Patreon because he actually has like some good rewards. I mean, like, Derek's actually like giving shit away on Patreon if you subscribe. You didn't name our patrons. You started to and then you stopped. Oh, oh, well, last yeah, time I, I, I started to, but I couldn't – I forget how to log into our – I don't remember oh, okay. our Patreon login. next week. So next but week we'll mention all the patrons. Does. And thank you. We have, like, like a good amount. Um, hold on. Um, handmade. <laughs> I'm sorry to all the patrons. I, I can't remember the login, so I can't log into the Handmade we'll Patreon. We'll have it done for next week. We promise. Yes, we will know all the names of the patrons. Right now, we have. Um, I can now. I can't even find the freaking the Patreon on on the Patreon website. I think so, he's cooking the books, Paul. That's why. Here we go. Thirteen patrons. Is. We have thirteen oh, patrons. I almost have more patrons than you guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you to all the patrons. We really appreciate you. And uh, yeah, follow Derek from Alden on Patreon. And that's about it. I guess we'll see you next week. Thank you. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about. In your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive. And that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. 
The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A., members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.